the most terrifying time in world history has almost arrived. Learn the lesson God will teach mankind during the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Next on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. I recently visited the Valley of Jehoshaphat in Jerusalem, and the prophet Joel has uh, quite a lot to say about that Valley of Jehoshaphat. And uh, of course, the title of his book is The Day of the Lord. So, this is a part of the Day of the Lord, that is, uh, what happens there in that valley. The Day of the Lord is the most terrifying time ever on this planet. The most terrifying time in the Valley of Jehoshaphat, as we've said before, is going to be just become a river of blood because of all of the violence that's going to be occurring there, and God is going to have a great hand in that because He is full of wrath, and He is wrathful because we haven't learned a lesson we should have already learned. And so uh, we need to know, well, just why the Day of the Lord? What is it God is trying to teach all mankind about this day? There's a wonderful lesson in this that God wants to teach us, and it's inspiring and it's uplifting if we would just get that lesson into our minds. There are 30 major prophecies about the day of the Lord, and yet if you look into commentaries, you can check this yourself look into commentaries or listen to the scholars of the Bible and see how profoundly confused they are about this subject. That's incredible that there's so much in the Bible about it, and yet there is such confusion in this world. Why is that? Well, this lesson that we're going to be taught from this day is is something we really need to prove to ourselves. And if you look into the commentaries and the like, they'll talk about, well, uh, they think it may be a week, a day of the week, or it, it may, they'll make statements like it, it, it seems to mean, or it's, it's really about the past, or it, it may be about the future. They just don't know. And yet, we have to understand about this, this most horrific trial that's going to come upon the world if they don't heed God's Word and God tells them what will happen if they do. And that's wonderfully good news as well. But still, after all of those uh, 30 major prophecies, we still have all of that confusion, and that should not be. But God says, when you begin to understand and you get a message about the meaning of this day of the Lord, let me tell you, He says, you ought to begin to do some trembling when, he, when you read God's Word. And that, of course, causes us to change, and we learn this big lesson early, and that's what we need to do. Notice Joel 1. And verse 1, it says, The word of the Eternal that came to Joel, the son of Pethuel. The word came to Joel as the interpretation comes to me today. So here it is. Hear this, you old men. Give ear, all you inhabitants of the land, everybody on this earth. Give heed to this. 
Has this been in your days or even the days of your fathers? Well, God is saying now, let's, you need to hear this. The, this prophet is going to discuss some history, and he's going to discuss what is primarily prophecy. All of the minor prophets, and this is one of them, are, uh, pro- uh, have prophecy about this end time, every single one of them. And so do them all the major prophets, and so do all the former prophets. Here we are uh, reading about these old men that have been around a long time, and God says, hey, you old men, have you ever seen anything on this earth like this, where we have uh, nations that have nuclear bombs that can literally just wipe out an entire city? India has the bomb, Pakistan, the Jewish nation, Russia, China, Britain, France, the U.S. Oh, this world is filled with bombs, nuclear bombs. And Christ said if He didn't return, there there would be no flesh saved alive. Now that's in Matthew 24, verses 21 and 22, so we need to get this message. He says in verse 6, God does, that for a nation has come upon my land. Well, where is God's land? Well, this is the chosen Israel, and, and it's about three nations in particular, and God is warning them and telling them they're headed for some real problems beyond description if they don't heed what He says, if they don't heed His message. So we all need to listen to this very closely, and I include myself in that. Notice Joel 1 and verse 13, Gird yourselves and lament, you priests, how, you ministers, well, uh, you ministers of the altar, or the ministers of, of God, or uh, ministers that are not serving God. He's warning us all, Come, lie all night in sackcloth, in humility, you ministers of my God. He's talking, first of all, to His own church. For the meat offering and the drink offering is withholding from the house of your God. He's talking about the spiritual offerings today, of course. This is the Old Testament. Now we have the spiritual offerings. And he's talking about the ministers of my God. True ministers. Why now? Why have they rebelled? In this end time, when we're right on the, uh, the edge of entering into this great and dreadful day of the Lord. Well, this is not a time to be confused about this this subject. Joel 1 and verse 14 says, Sanctify you a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Eternal your God, and cry unto the Eternal. Cry and fast and repent. He's telling all of us to do that. Everybody needs to repent. And look what's going to happen if if we don't. Verse 15, Alas, for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand. It's at hand when you begin to have understanding of this book, when you begin to have the revelation from God of what this book means, He says, it's at hand. And as a destruction from the Almighty shall it come. God is bringing it upon us. This is, see again, a time when God says you will have the full revelation of this book of Joel. 
So let's move on down to verse 16 now. Verse 16 reads, Is not the meat, now he's talking to us spiritually today, spiritual meat, is not the meat cut off before our eyes, yea, joy and gladness from the house of our God? Now, what is God talking about? What, what, is, what does He mean by this? Well, He's saying, if I cut off the spiritual food that my people are receiving, then their joy and their gladness dissipates, and it's gone. What is, what is the problem with God's people? Well, they've turned away from God in this end time. Most of them, 95% of them have. And why are they rejecting this wonderful truth of God, and it takes away their joy and gladness. Well, why would they give up their joy and their gladness? Well, because they lust and covet for this world, and they turn away from these powerful and wonderful truths from God. And how, do, how much do you hear about this day of the Lord today in this world? It should be something that should be pounded into our heads repeatedly. And yet I hear virtually nothing about it except from this program. Why is that? You need to know, and so, so do we all. Notice it says in verse 1 of chapter 2, Blow you the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain, my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble for the day of the eternal comes, for it is near at hand." He's talking specifically about My holy mountain, His own holy people. He's talking about them, and they've turned away from Him. The Hebrew word for holy does not mean just a moral quality. It always means separated or set apart from God. His own people have been set apart from Him. And he's telling, at a time when he's telling all the world, all the inhabitants, to tremble before God's Word. And how can we not tremble? This is God speaking. This is God's Word. How can we ignore that? If God is speaking this, and in such urgency and such power, how can we ignore it and escape the wrath of God? which is what the day is all about, the day of the Lord. Do you and I tremble? I tell you, it is a time to tremble before the Word of God. That means if you really fear God and His Word, you're going to turn whenever He says turn. You're going to know that He is a God of love, and He's only doing all of this for us to bring us into His family and into the very kingdom of God. So. What are we going to do about all of this? This is for every inhabitant of the earth, these verses say. Verse 2 of Joel 2, A day of darkness and of gloominess, a day of clouds and of thick darkness, as the morning spread upon the mountains, a great people and a strong. There has not been ever the like, neither shall be any more after it, even to the years of many generations. See, he really... God is telling us that if we really are looking for this day of the Lord, we can see it building all around us. These are not normal times. 
That's what God is telling us, and it's what He's telling the old man. Have you ever seen anything like this before? And they have to answer, no, we haven't. We've never seen a world like this with so much hatred and so much of a warring spirit and so many deadly, dangerous weapons of mass destruction. Never been a time like it, and we know that. And here he's, he's really bringing uh, all of the world into this World War III and the Day of the Lord. What it amounts to, he's talking about the Asiatic millions of Russia and China and uh, a great European power that's going to suffer greatly because of those powers. And the Western world is going to suffer because of the European power called the Holy Roman Empire. It's prophesied in your Bible. And surely, surely we ought to pause and prove these things, because you can prove everything I'm saying, everything. Notice verse 3, fire devours. We just don't see it. it, it devours. What does it devour? Well, it devours before them, and behind them a flame burns. The land is as the Garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness. Yea, and nothing shall escape them." What kind of a fire is that? Here you have a Garden of Eden out there before you, and all of a sudden it turns into just a, something looking like a desolate area of the world where there's just absolutely no real life at all, deserts and the like. It's nuclear devastation that he's talking about, and he says in verses 4 through 6 that all faces, all faces are going to gather darkness, all of them, because of what's happening in this world at that time. Now this is obviously the future. If you had experienced this, you'd know it. You'd know exactly that it wasn't about the, the past. You'd know it is the, for the future, and, and it's imminent, it's at hand, God says. When you understand this prophecy, it's at hand. That is important to everybody. And some it talks about locusts, which are just types of armies, and some commentaries even think it literally means locusts. But these armies are going into cities and, and, and just wiping out every inhabitant. Locusts don't go into the cities, not at all. And we, we obviously, if we study this carefully, we can see it's uh, human armies and very deadly ones. And notice what it says uh, in verse 10, "...the earth shall quake before them, the heavens shall tremble." The sun and the moon shall be dark, and the stars shall withdraw their shining." Well, the heavens are going to tremble. Well, this is called nuclear winter, when the sun and the moon and the stars are just blocked out by this nuclear impact, and where it blocks out all of these, all the light. Now that's the world that he's talking about, and I want to talk to you about the really good news in this book. I mean tremendously inspiring news, good news. And it goes on in verse 11 and talks about how great and terrible this time is. This is, this is God speaking, but where do you hear the voice 
of the day of the Lord. It talks about that in the book of Joel. Where do you hear that, that, that voice? There has to be a voice with this message delivered to this world before it happens. God promises that. God promises to do that for us. What are we going to do with God's warning? It's staring us right in the face, really, all of us. Verse 12, God wants us to do what? Notice this in verse 12, Therefore also now says the Eternal, Turn you even to Me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning. See, He says, I want you to turn to Me with all your heart. How many people do you know that do that? That is a rare human being that does that on this earth, and that's why God is so full of wrath. They're lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, it says. The Bible says, and verse 13 talks about rend your heart and turn unto God. He's talking about a radical change in our lives. All of us have to do this very thing that he's talking about. Verse 14 says, Who knows if, listen to this beautiful verse, who knows if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind him, even a meat offering and a drink offering unto the eternal your God. He's talking spiritually. He said, if you just do this and turn the way God says and repent, who knows the blessing God's going to give you? He's already promised us He'll protect us from all this terrifying trouble if we'll heed His message, and He'll protect us in a place of protection. But how about a trial you may be having right now? Who knows what God will do in your life if you will just heed this? God is a God that loves to bless people and give them all kinds of gifts. And He does it all the time, but He's also a God of judgment, and He wants us to turn and ask Him for forgiveness and begin to change our lives as much as we possibly can. But now let's look at verse 16, and we'll see why the day of the Lord. The Eternal also shall roar out of Zion, and utter the voice from Jerusalem, and the heavens and the earth shall shake, but the Lord will be the hope of His people, and the strength of the children of Israel." Now he says His people are going to roar out of Zion, and He is too, but he says, here, you see, is why we have the day of the Lord. God is the only hope, the only hope in this world that we ever ever had or ever will have, and mankind has not learned that lesson. Lesson: God is going to have to do something terrifying like this to wake men up to make them see there is only one hope in this world. There never was anything else but one hope, and we've just suffered for 6,000 years needlessly. But we're still learning a lesson. Unfortunately, it's learning it the hard way. Now God wants us to wake up and see what He has for us, and what He gives us this hope, and then He says, then you will be strong, you'll be motivated, and you'll be strong, and you'll achieve great things in this world and in the world to come. That's what it amounts to. See, if you go your own way, it leads to destruction or death. 
But who knows? Think about that. Who knows what blessing God will give you? Who knows? God He has everything to give you. And He's a God of love, and He wants to give us everything, and He is giving us everything, really. He's recreating Himself in us. The greatest creation that even God has ever and ever will create, recreating Himself. It's all about love, and what a blessing that is, but we refuse to learn it to this point. We refuse to learn it. Now we need to turn to God with all our heart, He says. And then verse 17, Let the priests, the ministers of the Eternal, weep between the porch and the altar. See, that, that's really getting into the outer court. That's He telling His own people that. You're not in that holy of holies. You're in the outer court. You need to repent and come in to where you were once before. And now 50% of those rebelling are going to lose their eternal lives, it says, in the prophecies. That's how serious this is. The other 50%, thankfully, will repent. But uh, this, is, this is dangerous knowledge that we're talking about. Well, it talks about deliverance in verse uh, 32, and then, uh, then I want to mention the Valley of Jehoshaphat here. The same story is told here in chapter 3, and this is verse 2, actually. I will also gather all nations, and will bring them down into the Valley of Jehoshaphat, and will plead with them for my people and for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. So here he's talking about this uh, Valley of Jehoshaphat. If you look in Zephaniah 1 and verse 14, it, it talks about this day is really hasting. It is near. It is near. And then Zephaniah says in chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, I'll just tie that in here as well. He says now, before, 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 before. He says it four times. Before all this happens, heed God's Word. Heed it now. Before, 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 emphasizing some of these words over and over. And he says, it is near, it is near, and keeps repeating that, hoping that we'll all heed his message and heed it now. That's what it's all about. The Valley of Jehoshaphat is, is just a, a place where Asa, Hezekiah, and Josiah cast all of the idols that were uh, uh, overthrown and destroyed in Israel when they had rebelled. You go on and read verses 12 and 13, it says that the valley of Jehoshaphat is going to be overflowing with blood. People are going to be wading in blood all over this earth. I'm just paraphrasing it. They're just going to be wading through blood. But notice God reminds us again why this, this day. The last line of verse 16 says, The Lord will be the hope of His people, and the strength of the children of Israel. He's repeating that. God will be the hope of His people. That's why we're having the day of the Lord, to learn that God is the only hope. And this makes us strong, and it makes us have joy and gladness and happiness. And that's everything we really want. But we let our own lusting and coveting lead us away from God. So, again, the only hope for the people is this, and I'll 
end it here with some good news as well. Verse 18, And it shall come to pass in that day that the mountains shall drop down new wine, and the hills shall flow with milk, and all the rivers of Judah shall flow with waters, and a fountain shall come forth of the house of the Eternal, and shall water the valley of Shittim. Verse 20 and 21, God says, Judah shall dwell forever, and Jerusalem from generation to generation. For I will cleanse their blood that I have not cleansed for. For the Lord dwells in Zion. God is there now. Every blessing you can imagine is about to come upon this world. Jesus Christ is about to return and bring us glory and happiness and joy and abundance like we've never even dreamed. It's going to be beyond any paradise that we could ever imagine. This is the best news we could possibly ever hear. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. The most terrifying time in world history has almost arrived. Learn the lesson God will teach mankind during the great and dreadful day of the Lord. The day of the Lord will be a time of God's great wrath upon rebellious mankind. Request Gerald Flurry's free booklet, Zephaniah's Day of the Lord. It hastens greatly to discover approximately when this day will occur and how we can be protected from it. Learn how God will sweep away man and animals in an unprecedented global devastation, and how He will use His loyal people to help rebuild the planet. Learn how God will punish ministers who have deceived their followers, and how He will establish a new priesthood that will teach all mankind to prosper. Learn God's warning to you before, before, before it's too late. Also request our free book, The Incredible Human Potential. God yearns to open the minds of all mankind to the truth about our purpose, potential, and future. Sadly, the real gospel message of Jesus Christ has been buried for two millennia. Expose Satan's diabolical plot to hide the meaning of human life from all of us. Discover God's marvelous master plan for the universe. Be transported to a time when only two God beings existed, where there were no angels, planets, or humans. Our book, The Incredible Human Potential, explains it all, from the eternal prehistory of God and the Word to the future establishment of a one-world government that will produce peace at last and all the important steps in between. Study the shocking series of events that led to God creating humans. Ponder why humans are superior to animals in every way. Reflect on the deep subjects of man becoming God, why God's church exists, and the afterlife. To sharpen your future vision and add tons of motivation to your daily life, study the incredible human potential. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request Zephaniah's Day of the Lord, It Hastens Greatly, and the Incredible Human Potential. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. The preceding program was a paid presentation of the Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.